Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. And this is Inside Sources. I'm your host, uh, Greg Scordis, filling in today for Boyd Matheson. You know, a lot of us uh, Democrats were optimistic a year or so ago when the Democrats took possession of the uh, House, um, had at least a, the 50 uh, senators and had the president in the White House and expected that there would be a lot of movement. That hasn't happened. Um, president Biden largely has not been able to advance his agenda in a way that uh, he he really a lot of us thought he had the power to do. And a lot of it's because his agenda doesn't fit well with a lot of what Democrats believe. And maybe he pushed the envelope a little too hard. And maybe he uh, sort of bit off more than he could chew because he's, um, by all accounts, been a, a little bit of a disappointment in getting his agenda passed. Um, I was anxious and sort of interested in a an interview this weekend. And I hope some of you saw it on uh Meet the Press, uh, Utah Senator Mitt Romney was interviewed, and uh, during his interview with the host, Chuck Todd, on NBC's Meet the Press, Senator Mitt Romney said that he never even received a call from President Biden to discuss the president's voting rights legislation, a bill which he says, by the way, isn't necessarily good for America. The group of about uh, 12 senators, Republicans and Democrats, that are working on the Electoral Count Act uh, will continue to work together. Sadly, this uh, election reform um, uh, bill that the, the president has been pushing, uh, I never got a call on that from the White House. Uh, there was no negotiation bringing Republicans and Democrats together to try and come up with something that would meet bipartisan interest. Um, uh, sure, we, we can work together on almost every issue where there's common ground. I would note on this that on the bill they, they, they put together, that they want a real dramatic change, which is they, they feel that instead of elections being run at the state level, they should really be managed and run at the federal level. And recognize the founders didn't have that vision in mind. They didn't want an autocrat to be able to, to pull a lever in one place and change all the election laws. Instead, they spread that out over 50 states, I think in part to keep autocracy from finding its root here in this country. So we're, we're gonna, we can work together, yeah. and I think it's important to reform the Electoral Count Act to do so. You know, uh, voter reform is something that really was uh, at the forefront after the last presidential election. And um, 
Democrats, as I indicated before, felt, at least some people felt, that having a majority uh, in position to do some things was going to enact some legislation. Uh, I think the president relied far too much on uh, just being able to rely on the straight party line, because as we've seen, there are at least two fairly uh, notorious uh, senators, Democratic senators, who have who have bucked the president and who have said, look, we're, we're not ready to just follow your agenda willy-nilly. And so you have to wonder why it is that President Biden wouldn't reach across the aisle, especially to somebody like Mitt Romney, who has who has shown uh, that he's willing to uh, meet with Democrats, who has shown that he's willing to break ranks with the strict uh, Republican line and who might be willing to sit down and say, look, uh, your your uh, voter reform bill isn't exactly what we want, but maybe there's some room for change because it seems like it's all or nothing anymore uh, with the president. And uh, he that rigidity has made it so that maybe nothing is what he's ending up with. Um, we were talking uh, uh, earlier about this interview that uh, Senator Romney had on Meet the Press. Um, he also told uh, uh, NBC host Chuck Todd, who interviewed him on Meet the Press Sunday, uh, what he expects the president to do when only just a handful of Republicans are willing to work with him. Here's what our senator said. Well, actually, there are a lot more than a handful that are willing to work with the president. We're willing to work on, on issues that we care very deeply about. And, and so we care, for instance, about family security and making sure that our kids have the resources they need uh, to be able to have a bright future. We care about education. We care about health care. We obviously care about infrastructure. There, there's a lot that we can do together. We care about immigration. I, th- these are things we can do together. And, and the president's been in the Senate. He knows what it's like yeah. and, and how you have to work on a bipartisan basis. But the idea of saying blow up bipartisanship and just let who's ever got the slight majority to do whatever they want, that's not the right way to get things done in America. And it's not the way to unite America. Uniting America finds a, a, a pathway mm-hmm. in bringing people together and working on a collaborative basis. And you would think, as he indicated, that President Biden, having been a a senator for so many years and having worked across the aisle, and he sort of touted himself when he ran for office as one who could reach across the aisle and who had reached across the aisle and who had spent his uh, his career as a as a, as a senator doing just that. Um, I, I just think that he had such an opportunity here, and he's now uh, over a year into his his term. And uh, not getting what he needs done. I mean, um, we can't look at legislation anymore as a strictly uh, bipartisan issue. There are things that the Republicans want and that the Democrats want. And voter reform is probably one of those. It's not an all or nothing, uh, take it or leave it approach. And and having ignored uh, certain Republicans who might be willing to reach across the aisle or who might be willing to just sit down and, and say, okay, uh, voter reform, as the Democrats have, opposed, have, have proposed, might be a bit far. But there are some things that we can do. Because if you look at what's happened in the last year, something like, um, I think I saw 17 or 20 states, including Utah, have already adopted uh, laws that restrict uh, voting rights. And however you want to define it, that's exactly what it does. And we can call it fraud that they're trying to prevent or um, certain uh, groups that are going to be much more difficult to try to get to vote that we're trying to prevent. Um, But whatever it is, uh, we are going to be looking more closely at what voters are doing, how they're able to vote, and for Congress to come in and say, wait a minute, we're, we're going to just 
override these states and enact national legislation without going through our Republican leaders and saying, how can we do this is is really just we're just wasting our time. And it's sad, uh, but that's where we are. I mean, the same with the infrastructure bill, uh, same with the bills uh, dealing with um, with uh, with the uh, build back better, uh, dealing with the pandemic, things like that, where there there is middle ground. There absolutely is middle ground. And if you get people like Mitt Romney and others who are willing to sort of reach that target middle ground uh, we'd be a lot better off um when we come back we've talked a little bit about uh, the utah legislature and where they're going uh, we've had an interview with the uh, senate president and i think we're going to play that after the next break talking about issues in utah where we are in utah uh, water issues other issues like that stay tuned and we'll be we'll be back with an interview uh, that that inside sources took earlier today I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. <laughs> 